1: We're back, baby. It's the charity stripe. Hit your free throws, cause they free. Nikki Snacks Crider here, joined by Alexander Tosby and the Rock No Joshua Fisher tonight. He is on the IR. Um, not injured, just on the IR because he didn't want to make it this evening. But it's okay. We got your back. Toss and I last night watched the Dallas Cowboys take on the New York Giants, who were two and zero, and the Cowboys won. Now there are only two undefeated teams in the NFL after 3 weeks of football, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Miami Dolphins. Toss my question to you to start this off.
0: Who are you more surprised with being undefeated? Definitely the Dolphins because they beat the Bills who I think up until, you know, this past week everybody and even still I I believe that they're the best team in football. Um, I know that the Dolphins beat them, so I guess the records say otherwise, but I think some of that was circumstance of the weather, the heat, um, you know, guys going down with cramps, the unfortunate fumble um, that, that gave Miami really good field position. And yeah, so I think the Dolphins are more surprising to me because they beat the Ravens and the Bills. The Eagles, we knew their roster was really good and yeah. they have not quite had the same level of competition as the Dolphins have thus far, so I'm less surprised by them. But NFT East, two two and one teams, and one three and O team. I don't think anyone expected them to to be looking like the at least in the win loss column the the no. best division in football.
1: It's quite early, but I agree. Right. I don't think anyone really foresaw that. However, the Eagles look like a powerhouse. They look like they could be the favorite to go to the Super Bowl from the NFC. I mean, I know it's early. It's a it's an early week 3 reaction, but I'm with you. I think the Dolphins are the team that are more surprising. Tua banged up during the game, looked like he had a concussion, came up wobbly after a big hit and presumably comes back in the game. Dolphins are now under investigation for how they handled the concussion protocol. He had to be concussed, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. They tried to pass it off as a as if it were some nerve you know, snafu with his back because he had a pre-existing back injury, but I don't believe it. At this point, the Dolphins are just always under investigation.
1: Yeah, they are. You know who's not under investigation? The Cherry Stripe, because we'll be right back after these commercial breaks. See you soon.
2: This show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag today. Use the promo code BELIEVE and get 50% off your first deposit. So whatever your first deposit is at betonline.ag, and you could bet on anything futures for MLB. NBA playoffs is right around the corner. Actually, it's here. It's upon us playing games. Start tonight. So go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code BLEAV. Get 50% off your first deposit. Thanks for joining us. We outcha. We love you. fans out there, drag both feet about bounce, swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit that putt, hit your PKs because they free, hit your free throws because they are free. Hook them.
1: We're back. The Charity Stripe hit your free throws because they free. Nikki Snacks rider, Alexander Tesopoulos here. Go follow us on Instagram at the.charity.stripe. It's pretty easy. We do some fun polls on there daily. Josh comes up with some pretty awesome polls. Follow us on Twitter, underscore Charity Stripe, underscore. Football, week three of the NFL. Some crazy stuff has been happening, I think, On Monday Night Football, they had mentioned that there was like 21 three-point marginal games thus far, and it's a a record in the first three weeks. We've played some pretty close games, and I think bettors have definitely lost a lot of money because favorites have been losing. Um, And fantasy football has also been pretty odd. I want to start with fantasy football. We talked earlier today that a lot of teams... First of all, I went 0-4 this week. Did you go 0-4 as well? I went 0-4 as well. Okay, so we're both in four leagues and we went 0-4. It seems like a lot of, and this has just been every week for me, a lot of the superstar guys on paper that you feel should have big years are very quiet. Like McCaffrey's been quiet. Eckler's been quiet. Zeke has been quiet. Joe Mixon's been quiet. You know, even Devontae Adams last, like this week, has not had a great week. You know, it's the superstars are not really getting the love. It's, I feel like the guys who are less known, like, Chris Olave popped off for for a big week. Devonte Smith popped off for a big week. You know, Mac Collins, who is on the Raiders, he's like their third receiver. Stepped up when Hunter Renfro was hurt. You know, had a big week. Who so far is a standout to you in fantasy football, and who's been a complete bust?
0: Yeah, I think I think for me the biggest standout has to be Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. just because of where you drafted him. He was. Probably like the fourth or fifth quarterback taken in in most leagues. I would say most people had maybe even six or seven. Some sometimes, yeah. I mean, I think some people were taking Hurts before him. I think most people were taking Mahomes and Herbert before him, and of course Josh Allen. Yep. Um, some some people I even saw took Girl. Kyler before him, and here he is, QB one, and by a wide margin. I mean, yeah, he's feasting.
1: He's got twelve touchdowns this season on his own. That's more than every other team has as a team besides his own team, the
0: Baltimore Ravens. It's crazy. It's, it's an it, insane stat. It's wild. And I think Russell Wilson has like two touchdowns or something like that.
1: Yeah. The, the Broncos are in trouble. Even though they they squeaked away a win against San Francisco, they look to be in trouble because if they can't get that offense going, they're going to be left in the dust from KC and the Chargers. Yes, the Chargers had been banged up, but... Their offense is still going to click. They're going to get Keenan Allen back. Herbert's going to get healthier. Eckler will start getting going. But yeah. Who's been a bust for you?
0: I mean, I think guess like, like a
1: superstar who like was expected to, to be good in the first three weeks just did Squattini.
0: It's It's tough because I think none of the like none of the quote unquote superstars first round picks have had three bust weeks. But like like Derrick Henry had a get right week this week, but the mm-hmm. previous two weeks he was not great. I, I mean, honestly, Jonathan Taylor, outside of week one, has yeah. been he's been not kind it. of inconsequential. I mean, I know the Colts won against the Chiefs, but he did not much. Um, I've got a lot of stock in Justin Jefferson this year. He was fantastic week one, week two, and week three. Pretty much nowhere to be found. Um, so I don't know if teams are just keying in on some of the marquee guys or if it's just ebbs and flows of the modern NFL, and that's how it's always going to be. But uh, to me, it's Taylor taylor's the biggest disappointment thus far right yeah i mean he's a guy who went
1: number one overall in probably all leagues and you know besides that week one like you said he hasn't done much for me it's alvin Kamara. um Mm -hmm. alvin Kamara definitely went in the first round for a lot of people probably in the later half of the first round just because you know it was so top heavy but i feel like he's been on the decline for the past couple of years that first first week he had nine rushes for 39 yards three receptions for seven yards and then uh, he didn't play week two because he had an injury and then he came back this week, 61 yards and then two catches for 12 yards. So if you're in a PPR league, six points, six points, six points, because uh, he had a fumble as well. So for me, I mean, that that's my biggest bust. But yeah, I mean, I'm looking at a lot of guys across the league that are just unheard of, not unheard of, but just, you know, rookies, second year guys that are starting to kind of come into their own. Um, I'm on Ross St. Brown. I have him in one league. I wanted him in all my leagues. I wasn't willing to, to go out and take him in earlier rounds, but I wish I did. I'm kicking myself because I think right now he's playing like a, I mean, he's a top 10 receiver in fantasy for sure, but he can work his way up into the top five. There's
0: always that guy who does that for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I was uh, fortunate enough to buy a lot of stock in Saquon Barkley this year, um, which through three weeks, he's definitely, I think he's got to be RB1 after uh, last night's game against the Cowboys. Yeah. I, I'd be surprised if he wasn't. Um, he's playing well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of pick, you know, it's you pick, you pick your battles, right? Like when you're in those drafts positions and you see a guy like Amon Ra and you don't necessarily want to jump ahead a round or two to, to grab a guy like that. Um, but that's, that's kind of the luck that's incorporated in fantasy, but yeah, he got banged up in that last game, uh, against the Vikings. He went out for a little bit, but he came back in and finished really strong. I mean, his whole story of, you know, m- memorizing the guys that were drafted ahead of him. Um, you know, he, he, he threw some serious flack at Diami Brown, the guy that was on the commanders and then got cut, uh, who was drafted ahead of him he's he's fun he's like not only an exciting player to watch but seems to be a great personality and meanwhile his brother might be the best receiver on the bears i mean darnell mooney a lot of people were drafting like he has been an absolute bust this year i know not a lot of people had high hopes for the chicago bears offense and um rightly so because i think they've completed 23 passes through three games which is abysmal um but darnell mooney was supposed to be kind of like a a PPR machine, right? Even right. if he's on a bad team, like he still can be productive in that way. Same as a guy like Brandon cooks. Neither of those guys have been um, very efficient thus far.
1: Yeah. The receivers have been all over the place. Um, you know, as you mentioned um, Nick Chubb, he's a guy who has, uh, he's RB one right now. I just looked it up. He's a guy who probably was taken in the second round by a lot of people, maybe third round. And he's, he's been carrying the whole weight of that Browns offense with Sean Watson being out you got Jacoby Brissett, who's managed pretty well as their quarterback. You know, I mean, they they've they've won some games that they you know they didn't expect to win. Two and um, one, you know, yeah, yeah. They're two and one, and their one loss came against the Jets, where they they probably should have won that game. They I mean they should be three and zero here, It might be.
0: Yeah, they should be three and zero. They should be leading that division right now. I think the Bengals had a get right game against the Jets. We knew they're they one and two. The yep. Steelers are, are definitely the worst team in that division, though. Uh, and I know that you know, Tomlin came out and said that he didn't want to play Pickett, which I respect because I think sometimes if you really believe that this guy can be your quarterback of the future, you don't want to throw him into the fire too early. Right. Um, it's just weird because Tomlin's never had an under 500 season. And it feels like it, it, if Trubisky stays as the quarterback, as QB1 for this team, they will go under 500 this season, especially with TJ Watt out.
1: Yeah, I I am going to throw a segment that we used to do back in the day. Um, and this one is on behalf of Josh. Maybe I was wrong. Josh was very wrong after the week one overreaction that Trubisky will be the starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers next season. There's no chance it's happening.
0: Yeah, I think I think if we went back and rolled the tape on all of our hot take predictions, we were wrong about a lot of things. And that's what happens with week one. You just mm-hmm. a, a bunch of overreactions. But... Yeah. Trubisky's not the guy. He's 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 definitely not he's not a starting quarterback in the NFL to me.
1: I honestly don't understand why Josh had that reaction because Trubisky week one wasn't anything special. He threw for 194, one touchdown. His QBR was 50. (laughs) So I mean, he didn't do anything too sexy. I mean, they won an overtime against the Bengals, but after that, it's L to the Patriots. After that, it's L to the Browns. And At some point, you got to, I mean, for the Steelers, you have to start thinking for the future. I mean, is Kenny Pickett going to get some time mid-season? I mean, how long are you going to let Mitch go? And I understand not throwing him to the fire, but at the same time, like, NFL is all about experience. Playing against the top-tier players, you know, getting reps with your pro receivers against professional defensive backs, you know, making sure that he's fully ready for the future. At the same time, like they've got a great defense. I know TJ Watts out for a little bit with that injury, but you know, I think you got to at least try to capitalize. I mean, they're probably not making any Super Bowl runs here, but you never know. But we'll be right back for another great segment of the Cherry Stripe. Hit your free throws because they are free.
2: Flats should describe your TV screen, not your TV sound. Experiencing your entertainment like never before with the new Sonos Ray. This compact and easy-to-use soundbar puts you at the center of shows, movies, games, and more with crisp highs and precisely balanced bass. Breeze through setup with help from Sonos app. You can even use your own remote for control. And when the TV is off, stream music, radio, podcasts like this, and audiobooks from all your favorite services. Visit Sonos.com to learn more.
1: We're back. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they free. Nikki Snacks, Rider Al Gannertesopoulos. Toss me the rock. The Chargers. My Chargers. Let me put that out there for the listeners out there. I'm a big Chargers fan. Are cursed. They're just cursed. Year after year, I see the Chargers get banged up, bruised. Guys go out for the season. You have terrible juju in the locker room. We can't get the right coach. you know. We don't ever have a home game. I mean, that's besides the point. If they're in San Diego, it'd be home games. But I wholeheartedly believe... Well, first of all, someone said curse of Drew Brees. Ever since they got rid of Drew Brees, they were cursed, (laughs) right? I wholeheartedly believe that it's a curse on the ownership. The ownership is so terrible that the football gods have bestowed a curse on the Spanos family, never giving success to the Chargers. They've had so many good teams in the past that they have just wasted. I mean, the years where they had LaDainian Tomlinson and Vincent Jackson, Antonio Gates, Sean Merriman, Antonio Cromartie, Eric Weddle, Phillip Rivers. I mean, these guys are all perennial pro bowlers, all pro players. You know, the line was great at the time as well. Now it looks like one of those teams again, right? You have eight guys in the top 100, ESPN top 100, preseason ranked and five of them are already hurt. We're in week three. Herbert's got the rib injury that he's playing through. First of all, they were down by four touchdowns. I have no clue in the world why he was playing on the last drive. Staley said that he wanted to be out there with his team. Who gives a crap? Like seriously, this is your, this is your franchise core. This is the the future of your franchise, the face potentially of the NFL. Why is he out there with cracked ribs? You're down by three touchdowns. He shouldn't be out there. They lose Rashawn Slater for the year. He's got torn biceps. Keenan Allen's been out with hamstring injury. Joey Bosa went out with a groin injury. So it's just
0: stacking up. And this is just so typical for the Chargers. Yeah, it's it's really, it's really unfortunate, obviously. Um, I saw, you know, a- after the Cowboys displayed an excellent defensive front and had constant pressure on Daniel Jones... Um, that defensive line, Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, were eating. I saw someone put on Twitter, "Can't wait for Dan Quinn next year to be the head coach of the Chargers." Nick, you 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 like Staley, right? I have mixed reactions. He, he's okay, so he's
1: sub five hundred as a, as the coach the Chargers right. right now. Last season, I understand there's growing pains. But there were times when he was way too risky, too risky for me. The fourth and Staley thing got old after a while after you're not converting, right? And I think he's kind of, he's definitely stepped back a little bit from that. But I don't know, man. I'm hearing rumblings from people. And when I say people, this is on Twitter. You know, who can you ever believe on Twitter? But a lot of it came from Colin Coward and um, some other Chargers reporters and writers that are kind of doing some context clues that the team doesn't necessarily buy into Staley's plan or like his, his motto, which I don't know what it takes. You know, is it because he's a, a rookie head coach? Is it because it's his first team he's ever been a head coach of, or is he too young? Is he too abrasive? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not in that locker room, but I'm willing to give him some more time. However, there is someone on the coaching staff that needs to go ASAP Rocky and his name is Joe Lombardi. Joe Lombardi, I feel like is the reason why they lost the Chiefs game. They were up in that game. Play call went stagnant. Joe Lombardi could not get the team back. The play call right for the Jaguar game. Now, I mean, the defense also couldn't stop a nosebleed, but to me, he's been the biggest problem. And they called him the quarterback whisperer, right? Because he he was with uh, you know Drew Brees in New Orleans, and you know now he's with Herbert, and so. You know, you you gotta get someone in there that knows how to call plays.
0: What what more would you be looking for offensively from them? Like where is he taking them in the wrong direction?
1: A lot of it's just like miss like they'll go like three straight runs, you know, like they'll it'll be like third and five, they'll run the ball with Eckler, who's not known for getting those big runs
0: yeah I still yeah I feel like just from my evaluation of the last three games they still feel like they're forcing runs right yeah. and 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 Eckler while he is a an, an absolute stud in fantasy he's not a three down back nope he's really not he, he still does not run between the tackles like some of the other guys I mean Ezekiel Elliott's not a fantastic running back but but look like and he was being criticized on Monday Night Football by by Aikman and Buck for, for not like pushing forward for extra yards. I still feel like that's the one thing he does do, right? Like right. some, some of the guys are just built to, to run in that particular type of style. And Eckler is not meant for that. And Josh Kelly, we'll see what happens with Spiller when he gets healthy and he's worked in, Whatever that um, is. He, he's a little bit bigger, right? So you'd hope that he can do some of that work. Sony Michelle is at this point, we know who Sony Michelle is. I mean, how many games right. do we have to see? 18 carries for 33 yards. Like we know what Sony Michelle is. And to to run three times in a row with this personnel group is just, it's not a good idea. Like it's not who their identity
1: is. And it's also the lack of downfield passes as well. We have seen time and time again, Herbert make amazing throws. He's got great accuracy, probably some of the best in the league. And they got the ball to Mike Williams one time for a touchdown. Like, I know that it comes down to your reads. and I know that if he's covered, I know it's up to Herbert when ultimately to make the decision who's open. But there are designs that you can make, you know, play action where you get the ball to Mike Williams. You know, get the ball in your big playmaker's hands. I know if Keenan Allen was on the field, he'd have probably like 10 catches, maybe eight catches. Your point to Eckler not being that every down back for qualifying backs for touches and catches. He has the lowest yards per carry this season and lowest. Uh, yards per catch this season for a running back so no bueno out of austin eckler he he might even go down as one of those guys that have been fantasy busts i mean he's been consistent
0: i guess but it's still yeah. i enough. think his floor is always high enough right with how many, how right, many exactly. passes he catches every single game so are you is it safe to say i know it's only you know three games through the season but are you not pushing the panic button but but getting worried that Oh yeah, a playoff berth is not necessarily imminent for this Chargers well, team.
1: Look, I'm 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 still confident that they're going to make the playoffs because you know Herbert's in his third season. They do still have Derwin James who's been playing great. Joey Bosa will be back. You know, it, it was just a a groin injury. J.C. Jackson hasn't really played much. He played just one game so far against the Chiefs and was inactive against the Jaguars, so he'll be back. Uh, you still got Khalil Mack out there. Um, the line is really what is going to be the deciding factor because we're talking about the run game here, but you win the game in the trenches, right? That's where the run game starts, and you lose Rashawn Slater, and you've already lost Corey Lindsley. I don't know when he's even supposed to be back. He didn't play last week. So that's already a big blow there. Hopefully they can find some guys to replace them, step them up, but you know, it's it's hard to replace a guy like Rashawn Slater who was a pro-blower last year, right?
0: Yeah. Um, well, so- I, I mean, to me, to me, it looks like at least if you if you go in the AFC by the divisions, right? I, I'd still pick the Chiefs yes. through three games to win in the AFC West. Yep. I think as it stands, the Bills and the Dolphins are are both playoff teams, and I don't think that's going to change uh, enough. I don't think either of those teams are going to lose enough games to to get them out of that consideration. Mm, the Ravens. I'd say the Ravens are the best team, and if the Browns can hang around, like it, it's getting tough. So it it could be kind of a a race between, you know, the Browns. Let's see if the Bengals can bounce back. I'm I'm not willing to completely write them off yet because that offensive line hasn't played enough together. Right. Um. But the it's Chargers, nine. the Browns, three
1: wild card teams. Yeah. Three teams make the wild card. the The division leader right now for the AFC South is the team that beat the Chargers, the Jacksonville Jags. Jackson. And here's another one. Maybe I was wrong. I was definitely wrong. I thought that the Jaguars were going to be picking number 1 overall again, maybe number 2 or 3. I thought they were going to be in the top 3 and they look really good. Their weapons, yes. they're all playing well together. Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, you know, they're getting a steady uh you know run between Travis Etienne and James Robinson. James Robinson right now is is RB number 2 in fantasy football. Didn't see that coming at all. Trevor Lawrence
0: finally figuring it out. Their defense has been great. Yeah. The Trevion Walker pick looks, looks pretty good right now. He's, he's played great through three games. If I were to rank last year's quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence is definitely number one. Uh, he was picked at the right spot. I think we all knew that and we all kind of gave him a pass last year because he was, you know, rolling with urban Meyer, who clearly was not the guy there. Doug Peterson is a coach who's won a super bowl. Um, so whether you like him or or dislike him, he has a, a boatload more credibility and wisdom to provide. Um, so right now I would rank those quarterbacks from last year's draft. Lawrence, I think second is, is probably Mac.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just because his team though, like I don't think he's anything what he special.
0: did last year. I mean, I, if we, I don't really count him as a pro bowler, even though he got it, but he got that team to the playoffs. And I, I feel like he's at the bare minimum, like a good game managing quarterback, right? right? Like, right. And then and
1: then fields,
0: I guess, I guess Lance, I mean, he unfortunate injury, of course, but I have to have him, um, beneath fields and, and, and Wilson, I'd probably put above Lance. Yeah. Like Lance is just like, a, it doesn't even count. He's yeah. Dying.
1: well, same with Wilson. I mean, it doesn't really count either because he hasn't been able to play yet.
0: He played last year though. I saw right. enough from him to know that like he's got promise. It's just, I don't know if right. he's in a position to succeed just like, I don't know if fields is in, in those, those two franchises. Yeah. It, despite the bears being two and one, is that the fakest two in one team?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. hundred percent. I mean, they won that game against San Francisco in week one because it was just, it was a slip and slide out there. You right. Know, that's, that's anyone's ball game. Trevor Lawrence though. I saw a stat looked, um, well not looked, his stats are exactly the same as Peyton Manning was to start their career. And I think they said they started like, 0-9 on the road or something, and then they got their first road game. They won their first road game in week three of their second season, both against the Chargers.
0: Wow. So, eerie.
1: Very eerie. eerie. It's always it's always weird when you see stats like that. Um, but you know what also is weird? What? Us not being on the air, and that'll be weird for a little bit because we're about to go to commercial break, but we'll be right back. It's a cherry stripe. Don't go anywhere. That's right. So Cherry Stripe, we're back in action. Nick Kreider, Alexander Tisopoulos here to give you some betting advice brought to you by our great sponsor, betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag today, place your bets, get a free welcome bonus when you sign up. There's a Thursday night football game. Promo 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 code code.
0: believe. Yes, sir. B-L-E-A-V.
1: B-L-E-A-V. There's a Thursday night football game on Amazon Prime. Shout out to them. I think they've done a great job thus far putting together some primetime football on Thursday nights. The Dolphins
0: take on who tossed Dolphins are playing the Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals at home in Cincinnati. Nick, what what do you think that that line is? First off, I want to clarify before you give that guess. I want to clarify to the listeners that we're giving you betting advice, but it's it's our just gut check betting advice. It's our off the dome. We see the line. Nick guesses the line. He's either right or he's wrong. I'll tell him what it actually is. And then we'll take it from there. So Nick.
1: I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with who's favored. So I believe the Dolphins are favored.
0: Incorrect. Really? The Dolphins are at home? The Dolphins are away. It's in Cincinnati. The Bengals are one and two. The Dolphins are three and oh. Two and a half. The Bengals are favored by three and a half points. Wow.
1: I think it'll swing the two and a half probably by the start of that game. I I agree. Here's the thing. I think I got to ride the Dolphins here. I think I do. Because I truly believe that Vegas makes those odds thinking that the public is going to be assuming that the Dolphins aren't for real. They're like, oh, they've been getting lucky. They're not that good of a 3 and O team. They've beat some good teams. We talked about in the first segment. They beat the Ravens. They beat the Bills. They beat the Pats. This is a good football team. They've beat three good football teams. I'm taking the underdog here, and I would do a money line. What's the money line?
0: The money line is plus 163 currently. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. But if your prediction rings true, it'll probably, it'll trend towards even odds. Probably right? like,
1: Yeah, it'd probably be like plus 145, plus, you know, something like that.
0: Something around there. Yeah, I mean, I think that the Dolphins have a good recipe for success in beating the Bengals. Um, Joe Burrow is the most sacked quarterback through the first three games, and if you include last season as well. Um, of course they have some new offensive line pieces that are trying to put things together and, and get right. You know, everyone, I think would say that their offensive line, at least personnel wise is more talented than it was last year. Um, but the dolphins have Melvin Ingram who's playing great football. He is former charger. Um, they also have Jalen Phillips, who is a second year player who I think is incredibly talented on the edge and they have excellent defensive backs who can stimmy. Uh, Stifle, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T Higgins. Who we'll see if T Higgins even plays in that game because he he got absolutely rocked in that yeah. game against the Jets. A couple, yeah, he took a couple of really bad nasty hits. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously the the Bengals have weapons and they do have Joe Mixon. Um, I I I don't think I understand why they're favored in this game. I think that. The first three games feel a little bit like some bad luck or a bit of an anomaly for them because I think they'll they'll at least right the ship and, and end up the season you know around five hundred or over five hundred I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a telling game for them and it's a really telling game for the Dolphins because if the Dolphins it win is. this game 4-0 no. no, I, I just
1: be four good teams.
0: The one thing that makes me wary of of riding the Dolphins with you, Nick, is that it's a Thursday night game after they just played the Buffalo Bills. And they have less time to game plan for this Bengals team who played against the Jets, played against the Jets. Right. And, yeah. and I think I think the Dolphins, they left it out. They left it all out on the field for sure against the Bills. That was a huge statement game.
1: In well, division. there's a couple of things here that I want to touch on. Um, first being if two is going to play. Right. If they really investigate this and they see if he has a concussion or not, is he going to play Thursday night? I'm sure he's questionable right now. Another thing um, for me is maybe they ride that momentum that they have where they beat the Bills and they continue to ride that and sure. try to knock off the Bengals, right? That's that's conceivable. You mentioned that the Bengals, you know, are the most sacked team right now, trending from last season as well. Dolphins sacked Josh Allen four times last week. Great pass rush. And it's not like they're doing it all on defensive line either. Like they're doing it with their safeties, bringing them down. Brandon Jones is great coming down as a as a you know hybrid safety. The Dolphins, to me, have one of the most dangerous deep threat duos I've ever seen. And Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. Of course, we know about Tyreek Hill and his days with Kansas City, and Jalen Waddle's really starting to flourish. He could be a number one on a lot of teams right now. Yeah. They're gonna have a field day, in my opinion, with the Cincinnati defensive backs. Eli Apple's gonna get roasted.
0: Yeah. He's I mean not, I have to cover one of those guys. Yeah, Woozier is a good corner. So they they have they do have good talent, I think, on the the Cincinnati defense. Up front, they're they're really good. I mean, H- Hendrickson is a is a really excellent pass rusher. And we've seen. I mean, I know that the Dolphins won Week One against the Pats. Pats, I think, have at this point people at least can recognize that their defense is is competent. Um, Wives is a good player. Judon obviously is probably the best player on that team. Um, I think if the Bengals can create some havoc in the back in the backfield and really, you know, make Tua move and, and make him uncomfortable, that this is going to be a really close game. I I don't think, I don't, I don't expect the dolphins to jump out with an early lead. I don't think their speed dictates that they do that in every game. It's not what they're trying to do. I think what they're trying to do is wear teams down. And then at the end of the game, take advantage of them with their speed, right? As opposed to like getting off to a hot start. I think it's make the DBs chase Tyree, kill and Jalen wall around the entire game. Then things up the seam and on the outside can open up downfield. Um, the one thing that worries me with this Dolphins team, I know they ran for two touchdowns this past week. Uh, much to my chagrin, as I'm a um, a Chase Edmonds owner and I didn't start him and he had two touchdowns. Tough. Both of those scores were when they got the ball within like 10 yards. It was all field position. Mm-hmm. They recovered a fumble um, in the, their own red zone and then turned around and scored. They don't have a good run attack that they can rely on. I, I like most they, they hardly even incorporated him last week. And I do think that in some respects, if a, if a defense game plans well enough against them, they're a little bit like two-dimensional in the sense that if you were three-dimensional, you would have your rush attack. You would be able to run the ball. You'd be able to have the short passing game and then the deep ball. They have a short passing game. They have the deep ball, but they don't, they can't run the football and their quarterback can't run either. So right. someone's going to figure them out in that way. But we'll see. I mean, we'll see. This is a really fun Thursday night game, and I'm, I'm glad these are the two teams because I, I, I hate it when they give us a kind yeah, of a bum match. Yeah, last week was
1: and, boring. Snooze fest. Yeah. I don't really care that they're divisional Steelers? rivals. No one, wanted yeah. to, no one wanted to watch that Steelers-Browns, game. come on. I don't give a crap.
0: <laughs> Amazon. Did,
1: okay. Really, really quickly, because I, I thought starting this season, if you look at the, the Dolphins' schedule, first three, first three games of the season, I would have pictured them going 0-3. I think that, that Pat's game's a toss-up, but I don't think they were beating the Ravens. They had to come back in that game, and I definitely didn't think they were beating the Bills. So they have proved a lot of people wrong. I'm sure some people have them going on 4 against the Bengals.
0: So, I'm riding the Dolphins. Who are you riding? I'm going to go with the Bengals, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick them spread. I'd pick a money line. Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe
1: buy but, some points.
0: Yeah, or yeah, or I'd or I'd buy a point to or or wait for it to go down like you expect to get to two and a half, and then at that right. point maybe I'll take the spread. But a field goal. Um, I think this could be a it could be a field goal game. Yeah, could could I, be McPherson at the end winning it for the Bengals. But I mean, you look at the Dolphins' schedule though. Like they get the Jets next week. That should be a W, and they play the Vikings, who they're I think going to be. I haven't be looked high-
1: that good since week one.
0: Yeah, they're going to be hot and cold this team this year. I think they're not going to be someone we can rely on to be consistent and even vie for a number one spot in the NFC North or even a wild card spot. I, I would, from what I've seen from the Vikings, if they didn't make the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised. The, then they get the Steelers, then the Lions, who are fun but also vulnerable, then the Bears, then the Browns without Deshaun Watson, then the Pretty Texans. Pretty easy schedule. Then the Texans, then the 49ers. I mean, like, these are all very winnable games for them. So, so you're saying they can be undefeated. What week are you on right now? Well, if your prediction goes correctly and they beat the Bengals, so that's 4-0, and then the Jets 5, Vikings 6, Steelers 7, Dolphins 8, 9, 10. Uh, they, could be, they could be 12-0 and heading into the December 11th game against the Chargers.
1: Wow. Toss his girlfriend's favorite NFL team could be 12-0. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> autumn autumn's favorite team yeah i mean i i do think that they're gonna get trounced when they play the bills again later this season in buffalo
1: yeah that's gonna be a cold game too they're not gonna be used to that weather i feel that as well what's the over under in this game
0: it's 47 the unders have been hitting like crazy in in these games thus far i don't think it's gonna hit in this game though you think we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of offense
1: i do i think this is gonna be a shootout
0: I'd like uh, that.
1: It's just, it's just a matter of, of the fact that I really think that these DBs are not going to be able to cover the Miami wide receivers and the Bengals are going to be playing from behind, so they're going to have to throw the ball around. Of course, you know when, when big receivers match up against big receivers on the same field, they want to show each other up. So Jamar Chase and, and if T. Higgins plays T. Higgins, they're going to want to prove that they're the best duo not Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, right? So for sure. I think it's going to be a shootout. But like you mentioned, I do think it's going to be a close game as well. And we had mentioned earlier in the show that there's been the most three-point margin games, three-point or less margin games in NFL history for the first three weeks. So I'd count on it. I like uh, it a lot.
0: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully Hill and Chase both have awesome games because I have one team where I have both those guys. So that would... That would be pretty, pretty cool for your boy. Um, Just real quickly, Nick, go through your division winners, AFC, NFC. You
1: mean like who do I think is going to win the divisions? Yeah,
0: yeah. Not currently. Who's leading? Um,
1: Okay. So real quickly, I will say I'll start with the NFC. Um, I'll say the Eagles win the NFC East. I think that's probably a no-brainer. Um. I think the the Packers are probably going to win the NFC North. Although I think there's a sneaky team in there that people aren't expecting. It's the Lions. They did. They are one and two to start, but they've played some really close games. They can be sneaky. I don't think they're going to win that division, but we'll see. Um, for the South, I still got the Bucks. Although Tom Brady has looked a shell of himself, he should have stayed retired. Um, NFC West, I've got the Rams. I feel like that's all pretty predictable. It's probably for the most part what people predicted to the start of the season. Besides yep. maybe the Cowboys ahead of the Eagles, but you know, like you flip flop there. We'll head to the NFC. Um, man, with all the injuries, I can't put the Chargers in there, so it's got to be the Chiefs. With the South, I don't know if I've bought into the Jaguars yet, but man, they look good. They've got a plus forty six, uh, point differential. It's the only positive point differential in the entire and AFC South, so I'll ride them. I think the Ravens for the AFC North, and then the Bills for the AFC East. I think those are all pretty standard for the most part, besides maybe the Jags. What about you?
0: Yeah, well, uh, I will give you mine in just a short moment. We will be right back where the Charity Stripe pitcher free throws.
1: Welcome back. It's the Charity Stripe pitcher free throws because they free... This segment is really quick. Brought
0: to you by Sonos Ray. Toss, tell me about Sonos Ray. Sonos Ray. It is a sound bar um, created by Sonos, and it's called the Sonos Ray. It's got crisp, clear sound, um, perfectly balanced bass. You can listen to it. You know, you play music off the Sonos app from your phone. You can sync it up to your TV and watch that's your favorite great. show. Maybe House of Dragon if that's your, your poison. Um and yeah, just just go to the Sonos website, buy a Sonos ray. I promise you you will enjoy it and it will absolutely up the quality of your sound experience for however you watch TV or listen to music. It sure or, will. Or, or
1: shows like the charity or, or shows. That that's right. Real quickly, give me your divisional winners while we close this out.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think they're I think let me go through them. I don't think there's anything different from you. Um the Packers in the NFC North, the Bucks in the NFC South, but I begrudgingly pick them. Um, I think if Rams. Matt Rule, I honestly, I think if Matt Rule wasn't the Panthers' head coach, they'd have an interesting shot at, you know, ma- making the playoffs. I don't want to say winning that division, but I, I wish that they had a more competent head coach because I actually like that roster a lot. Um, I like the Rams in the West, I like the Eagles in the East. Um, even though Cooper Rush is 3-0 and in, in his starts as an NFL starter, and he's had three game-winning drives in the fourth quarter, which is uh, pretty incredible. And then in the AFC North, I'm going to ride with you, send a Raven. Raven, AFC East, the Bills come back and win the division uh, against the Dolphins. The West, I got to go with the Chiefs. And then the South, I, I do believe in the Jags. I think that they've shown okay. me enough where – Trevor Lawrence, like, at the end of this year, we could very much be holding him in the same category as Herbert and Burrow and, and those young guys on the rise. I mean, he's looked he's looked like a number one, a one-of-one one pick right now. He's yep.
1: looked fantastic. He's going to get picked up all across fantasy football leagues. This was the Cherry Stripe. Nicky Snackskrider, Alexander we will be with you next week.
0: Hit your free throws. Why toss? because they're free.
2: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working...